Welcome back to Travels with Alicia. In this fourth episode of Japan, I will cover our week-long stay in the magical city of Kyoto. It's about one-third the size of Tokyo, with about 1.5 million people. Kyoto means capital city, and for over 1,000 years, it was the capital of Japan. In about 1870, the government and the home of the emperor were moved to Edo, and then it was renamed Tokyo. And they did this to create a new type of nation rather than stay where Kyoto traditions and customs were prominent. Today, Kyoto is a place that captures tradition and embraces the modern world. Athena and I arrived by bullet train from Osaka to Kyoto. On the bullet train, it was less than 20 minutes, but it was so much fun to at least experience the bullet train. We had a JR pass, so it was covered. We didn't have to buy any ticket to use the bullet train, and I highly recommend it. So the Kyoto station where you arrive is very new and modern. It's super impressive and definitely worth checking out that station when you get there. If you're going to take a longer journey on the bullet train, don't forget to get an ekiben. And what that is, it's a combination of the two Japanese words. Eki means train station and bento means lunchbox. And you can buy these in the train station. So some of the bullet train rides are much longer than 20 minutes like I did. And you can buy these meals in the train station and they come in really cool containers. Like some are even in the shape of the bullet train and a few are even like self-heating. You have a string you can pull and then you wait like 10 or 15 minutes and the whole meal has been warmed up for you. So they're really cool. And if you happen to be on a bullet train um, and you're going to be on it for a while, make sure you get an Ekiben. So our hotel, the Royal Canvas Kyoto, was right across the street from the Nijo JR train station. And this was about maybe one or two stops from the Kyoto train station. My room had this great view over the train station, and I was able to watch so many amazing sunsets. And this train station was also modern and beautiful. So it seems to be that these train stations have uh, really kind of taken taken it up a notch. They also have many places to eat and shop all within the train stations, almost all of them in, in Japan. It's really It's really pretty cool. So when we got to the train station, like I said, our hotel was just right across the street, and it was wonderful. But there's also bus stops right near the train station and a taxi line. So really, there's everything you can imagine. The other thing we did is there was a grocery store that was like two blocks from our hotel. And Kyoto was the only place that we actually went to a grocery store and bought some food. These hotels all had microwaves in them, like in the lobby. So it was kind of fun. Um, you can't just see like shrines and temples all day. It's fun to experience like the everyday life. So we went into the grocery store and they have so much pre-made food. And I know some of our grocery stores have that too. But in Japan, it was just so different and foreign to us, all the different choices. We probably walked around for 30 minutes just trying to figure out what we wanted. We bought lots of things and definitely the fruit as well. I was picking out the white peaches. Athena was also getting grapes because we had had them in Osaka and loved them so much. So if you get a chance, check out the grocery stores. It was a lot of fun. Now, Kyoto is 
always referred to as Japan's cultural capital. They have over a thousand years of history, and it does feel like you're in a living museum at times. Let's talk about some of the amazing things you can do and see when you're in Kyoto. So the first night, we went to Era Shiyama Bamboo Grove. And I thought that it was going to be amazing because I had seen pictures of the bamboo grove lit up at night. And I always heard it so crowded, go early or go very late. So we went there the first night. And unfortunately, we get off the train or the subway there and it was deserted. It was so we ran into another American couple and we followed them with our phone flashlights and we did find it but it was definitely a bust. I guess it's only lit up certain weeks like for special events and holidays and so it kind of was a letdown but we did get back there another night and we went at sunset and it was definitely beautiful because you could see the light shimmering through the bamboo. I do want to point out it's not very big and it's full of people taking pictures. So while we did enjoy it and we loved it, I think you just, you know, set your expectations. There were people dressed in kimonos and it was fun, but don't expect that it's very big and you're going to go for this very long walk through a bamboo forest. It's rather small, but it was still fun and we really enjoyed it. So when we were heading back to the train station, we saw a sign for the kimono forest. And I had heard about this. It's an art installation. So we followed the signs. And at this point, it was dark. So we had seen the bamboo forest at the sunset. And now we saw the signs and we followed it. And what this is, is it's cylinders, like six feet tall or more. And there's kimonos in it. And they're lit up. So you can see the beautiful patterns and the fabric that's used in the kimonos. And so it was such a nice surprise. It's rather large. There's hundreds of cylinders. And it's like right near the train station. You can walk through it. And it's really beautiful. So that was fun. The next thing we did when we were in Kyoto the next day is that we went to Fushimi Inari Shrine. And this is the most famous shrine in all of Japan and the most visited. There, there are over 3,000 temples and shrines in, in Kyoto, but this is the one that's the most famous. And you'll probably recognize it because it's the one where the red Tory gates lead up the mountain. And it's a definite must visit. We got there around 8 o'clock in the morning, and it wasn't too crowded, but we left around 9.30, and it was mobbed. So we didn't walk to the top of the mountain. It would take about two to three hours. It's like a four-kilometer hike up the mountain. But if you even go about 10 or 15 minutes, the crowd completely thins out, and you can get gorgeous pictures. It's really beautiful. And this is dedicated to Inari, which is representing a good harvest and success in business. These red Tory gates have been donated by people. And so they're usually a memory of someone, and so a business or a family will donate that. So while the shrine is very old, like I think it's like a thousand years old or more, the gates are relatively new. So it gives it a very um, new and modern take on it. The other thing we did while we were in Kyoto was actually go to a castle. So we went to the Nijo Castle, and that's a UNESCO heritage site. It is beautiful, and there are beautiful gardens with the castle. It was built 
in 1603, and the warlords live there for over 200 years. It's very ornate and luxurious, luxurious, excuse me, but um, they built this to show that they had power over the emperor. And one of the things we laughed, they have ice cream and they put gold leaf all over it and they present it to you in the kind of the snack, the snack bar. So we did that and that was a lot of fun. Another thing there is to do is in the evenings, one of the areas that we really enjoyed was Pontocho Alley. And this is an area, it's a beautiful pedestrian street and it's lined with restaurants along the river. So one side of the alley has the river behind the restaurants and they have large wooden decks. So they have outdoor seating in the back over the river. And we were there in the summer. So it was beautiful because lots of people were eating outside and they had lights and lanterns all over. Now this area does have higher prices because it's very busy busy and very um, touristy, but it's a lot of fun to walk around and enjoy that area. I definitely want to mention a day trip we did in Kyoto. So this day trip, we just wanted to go somewhere different and not as touristy. So we picked Uji. And this is the home of the famous Uji matcha green tea. This was just a 20-minute train ride away from Kyoto. And I had done some research, and it was rated super high by locals, but it doesn't get lots and lots of tourists. We love this place. So if you needed to do something different and, you know, want to take a day trip that is not with thousands of other people, I highly recommend this. So everything was matcha when we got there. They had matcha dumplings, matcha shaved ice, matcha ice cream, everything. I bought many desserts and the matcha soba noodles to bring home. At first, when I bought all this stuff, I was kind of annoyed thinking that I should have just bought these things at the airport so I wouldn't have to carry them around so much and and transport them to our next city. But when I got to the airport to buy gifts and stuff for people, they had nothing like I bought in this town of Uji. So I highly recommend if you get a chance and you go there, do go ahead and buy all the amazing things that they have. They also have a beautiful temple. It's called the Boidoin Temple. And it's absolutely gorgeous with a garden and a museum. And uh, so there was a lot to do in this little town. We really probably spent a half a day. So I would put that on your list. So we were in Kyoto for a whole week. We did visit shrines, temples. We did day trips. But we also had a chance to do some activities. So one of the things we did was fabric dyeing. And they had a museum, the Shibori Museum. It was only a five-minute walk from the Nijo Castle. And the whole this is the only museum in Japan that is focused on fabric dyeing. It's about 500 yen to get in, but if you participate in a project, they waive that fee. So we did a project. It was about $25 a person, and we did fabric dyeing and made like tie-dyed scarves, large scarves. You probably should arrange it in advance. We may have just been lucky when we got there that they could take us because, you know, a group came in later and they all had a reservation. But it was so much fun because while we 
were able to work and dye this when it was when our scarf was drying we were able to watch and go up to the museum area and watch a short video and it's funny because it sounds boring we watched a video about fabric dyeing but it was so fascinating they they basically to take a piece of fabric and they pinch it so small and they take something similar to like a dental floss and wrap it around so you get a little teeny thing that almost looks like a pinhead and they do this thousands of times on one piece of fabric and they dye it and it makes a pattern and they can even do art that way and so we learned so much and at the end we went through the museum and saw all the beautiful pieces and we ended up buying something for my mom a purse that was actually hand dyed by the artist there so that was fun and in the end the master artist helped us reveal our final artwork they actually have a whole stage you stand up on and you get to with the um, master artist you get to you know hold up your piece and everything so it was a really cool experience and I never ever imagined how difficult and complex fabric dyeing could be the other activity we did was honestly, I think one of my favorite things in all of Japan. It was the, we did an e-bike tour. So we had the electric bikes and we did this on our last full day, which, you know, I was kind of worried because I thought, what if it's just a repeat of a lot of the things we had already done? But it wasn't. I mean, I knew this bike tour was going to go to the Golden Temple. So I purposely didn't go there but I really wasn't sure about the other things we were going to do. And I was so happy of how it turned out. So first, our guide was amazing. His name was Utah. And he showed off his knowledge of American slang. And it was a lot of fun. We got to meet other travelers. So we were a small group, but there was a family with young adults and then another young couple. And they were all from the U.S. So we all got to meet and talk about our trips and what we were doing in Japan. The young couple even climbed Mount Fuji. And they told us it was freezing and it was very challenging and that you could only do it in the summer. So it was fun to learn what other people were doing and how different all of our trips were. The e-bikes are amazing. I mean, they were all new and nice and easy to learn. I learned to use it in a few seconds. And we went on mainly all back roads. And it felt very safe and fun. And I'll tell you, because it was the summer, there's no way I would have done a bike tour if it wasn't electric bikes. So um, so we did get to see the Golden Pavilion. And it was beautiful. It's a Buddhist temple. It's covered in gold leaf. And it's set among, like, near a pond and manicured gardens. It's definitely one of the most iconic landmarks. But we also, what was even more fun than that, is we went to local shrine. Like, we went to this local shrine that was huge. And it was amazing. And it doesn't have an American, I mean, I couldn't remember the names of these type places. There were street vendors everywhere. It was almost like a South Asian street market all around this shrine and we would never have found this without Utah and this tour and there was no tourists anywhere so it was exciting to go in and look around and see see this shrine we also visited the old Geisha district and not the super touristy street but the actual real old Geisha district and we learned about Geishas and Micahs which are the younger girls preparing to become Geishas and that takes years for them to do this. 
And he pointed out these are very highly trained entertainers. And, you know, especially the U.S. or the West, he makes a point to say these are not prostitutes. These are entertainers. It's a respectful field, and they want to culturally preserve this tradition. We also learned about Zen Buddhism, and we went to a local temple where Utah actually practices, and we all got to sit quietly and meditate And then we got pictures there. It was a lot of fun. And then he took us to one of the oldest tea houses in all of Kyoto. And we had some tea, and they served us grilled mochi, which was absolutely delicious. It was very soft, and it almost had a brown sugar caramelization because they grill it. And they're just small pieces on a stick, but it was so, so good. I highly recommend doing an e-bike tour. It was fantastic because it was a mix of fun and learning. And while I'm not a huge fan of doing lots of tours, we really learned so much and had fun at the same time. So I would definitely recommend doing it. Our tour finished about 1230. And then Utah gave us some great food recommendations. And one was for a a sushi conveyor belt restaurant, which is actually near our hotel. And we never would have found it. It's called Cura Revolving Sushi Bar. And it was actually in a more local area near our hotel that we had not discovered. And the other family on the trip also went to the same restaurant, and we both loved it. We both showed up at lunchtime, you know, right after the tour. So our favorite, they had Wagyu beef, slightly cooked with a little gravy over a small rice mound. It was our favorite. We had five plates of it. I love they also had crab custard, a small bowl with like a savory custard with tons of crab. I could go like on and on. They had very unusual things. They had tons of raw food, but they also had interesting things for someone who maybe didn't want to eat a lot of raw food. So I was explaining this place to my sister, And I had heard that they opened a Cura revolving sushi bar in New York City. And I said, I really want to go. She looked it up and said, guess what? They opened one in Philadelphia, too. So this is it did not feel like a chain when we were in Kyoto. This place felt, you know, very far from any kind of chain experience. But anyway, she went and she didn't really care for it that much. And It sounds like it didn't have any of the things that Athena and I had when we were in Kyoto. So I know even by the sign and the style, I think it's the same restaurant, but I'm going to try it because I just don't want to believe that it's not good. But at least in Kyoto, it was fantastic. So one of the things I like to do is try to eat mainly in local restaurants, not in chain restaurants, even when you're in another country. But there was one chain restaurant that I did want to try when I was in Japan, and it was called the Ichiren Ramen Chain, and it did feel less authentic, I want to tell you. So I just shared with you the sushi bar revolving restaurant we went to, which absolutely did not feel like a chain. This is a famous place, and people wait in line for like two hours to get this ramen. So one day when we were in Kyoto, we walked by one of these places, and we saw that the line was not very long. So Athena and I said, let's try it. And we did. And I have to tell you, because we had ramen many other places, 
this was not our favorite. So we felt really proud of ourselves. We didn't really just like the ramen at the at the Japanese chain restaurant, but it was fun. And you get to get in a little cube and the waiter lifts a screen and bows to you and gives you your soup. It's a whole experience. So I think that's part of the fun. And you probably should try it. So if I think about Kyoto, I think we did try it all. We tried local restaurants. We tried some Japanese chains, 7-Elevens, family marts, food stalls, grocery stores. I think we hit the whole food spectrum. So to end this episode, I definitely would say go to Kyoto. We loved it. There is so much to do and see in the city, and there are so many day trips as well. If you did not go to Osaka, you could also do that as a day trip from Kyoto. Kyoto, you can easily spend a week or more if you have the time because of the great diversity of things to do. Thank you, or as you would say in Japan, arigato. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Next, I'll cover Kobe and some of the final pieces of advice that we have for planning your trip to Japan. Stay tuned for the next episode of Travels with Alicia.